In this podcast, staff from different program areas at Policy Research Associates talk about social wellness and how they enhance this dimension of wellness in their daily lives. Moderated by Nicole Vincent Roller, this podcast features Dazara Ware and Abigail Kirkman, Senior Project Associates who work on SAMHSA's SOAR Technical Assistance Center. To learn more about the SOAR model, check out our financial wellness podcast, also included in this wellness playlist. Also featured in this podcast are Mike Foley, PRA System Administrator, Michelle Cleary, a Senior Project Associate who works on SAMHSA's Service Members, Veterans, and Their Families TA Center, and finally, Ashley Kreider, a project associate with the MacArthur Foundation Safety and Justice Challenge. To learn more about PRA's work on well-being and wellness, contact us at wellbeing at prainc.com. Hello, I'm Nicole Vincent-Roller, a communications specialist at Policy Research Associates. Today, a few coworkers and I are chatting about social wellness. I'm joined today by Dazara Ware. Hello, this is Dazara. Abby Kirkman. Hi, greetings. Mike Foley. Hello, everyone. Michelle Cleary. Hi there. And finally, Ashley Kreider. Hi, everyone. With a solid group joining us on today's podcast, we're going to go ahead and dive into the conversation talking about how staff at PRA choose to enhance their social wellness. Social wellness is about developing a sense of connection, belonging, and a well-developed support system. Let's talk with Ashley. What's an activity you enjoy participating in for your own personal social wellness? Well, the first thing that jumps to mind for me is playing volleyball. I played in high school and a little bit in college um, for a very bad team. Don't be impressed. Uh, But I hadn't really considered the availability of adult sports until I moved to the Albany area several years ago and found opportunities really everywhere around the region. I heard about a local volleyball league from an online meetup board and quickly got involved playing a couple of times a week. Um, And at first I was more hesitant to join in with a group of strangers, uh, but there was enough distraction um, playing volleyball and within the activity until I got more comfortable and and met more people from week to week. Um, Playing volleyball is obviously a team sport, a pretty communal activity, um, and has really become a primary source of social wellness for me. Um, On a a given weeknight or a weekend when we're playing, um, we'll play for a few hours, Um, and also usually includes going out afterwards, um, getting something to eat or some drinks. So um, I've made some close friends across the different teams, especially with a a team that plays together year round. But I've also um, really expanded my social circle to a lot of uh, more casual friends and acquaintances. So people that I might not spend uh, a ton of time with outside of playing, but you know, the, the just chatting with them, catching up, saying hi week to week um, really contributes to my sense of connection and belonging overall. That's great. It sounds really fun and fulfilling. Mike, you're involved in some local activities in Albany too, right? Yes. I have a few organizations outside of work that I'm involved in. Uh, one of those is the City of Albany Pipe Band and have been a member, a bagpiper actually, for the last 10 or so years and kind of got involved in it when I saw a flyer for one of their open houses in, um, in the local firehouse and went to see what it was like. I really had no musical experience at the time and certainly couldn't read or play bagpipe music. My only real impetus, I guess, was my Irish heritage and loving the sound of the bagpipes. And I explained that I had no experience to the band and they got me set up with an instructor and lessons and about a year or so later, I was ready to play in the band as a bagpiper. And the band meets uh, once a week for practice, and some members hang around after to socialize. 
and we play in numerous parades and competitions throughout the capital region and beyond. And these could be a few hours to the entire day or even a weekend trip, depending on what it is. And it's just in general really expanded my social network since moving to the area and getting to know a bunch of different people. I love that. You took a bit of a leap and look how it paid off. And Michelle expands her social wellness through music, too. Yes, I began singing in my church choir in 2012 when we moved to Waterford, New York. A good friend of mine had been in the choir for a long time and actively recruited me because, uh, not surprisingly, it's a little bit hard to get new people to join. But I really enjoy singing. Uh, My family and many of my coworkers know this. And uh, so I'm happy to have a legitimate outlet to do it in. I love music, and I find that it affects my mood and my outlook. It's impossible for me not to feel a spiritual connection when we're singing. It can be very grounding after a long week, and it's also a great group of people who are nice to spend time with. Awesome. It's important to note that participating in an activity doesn't necessarily mean it will boost social wellness. Dazara, can you tell us a little bit about what you participate in and talk a little bit about how it does support your social wellness? Sure, certainly. As a remote employee, I often spend a lot of hours during the day working from home, and I'm typically alone. I also live alone. Um, So if I'm not careful, it would be really, really, um, well, it's not uncommon for me to be in the house most of the week. I spend um, a lot of time working from home um, as a single person, just being in my own company, which isn't a bad thing, but I do depend on my friends and my family for social wellness connections, um, that feeling of belonging and overall support systems. The activity that I really enjoy the most is reconnecting with my friends um, two or three times a year for what we call a swagger swap. Um, And that's kind of where we get all together and we bring along um, a gently used item of clothing, old purses, household items, um, you know, interior decorating item items that we no longer use in our house, or we, quite frankly, we think it looked better in someone else's home. Um, and basically, it's the ultimate kind of recycling event. It's filled with um, lots of time together, kind of thinking about ways we could reuse items, um, lots of laughter and lots of time to catch up. All of us have been friends for at least a couple of decades, and we do really do value the time to reconnect and walk away with some really good and cute stuff, but more importantly, just the time to reconnect. Um, This group of mine has been kind of the most valuable support system in my adult life, and this is just one of the things that we do um, just to make sure we stay connected. It's a safe place, no judgment, no... no, um, you know, it's it's really a safe place and an opportunity to share life um, experiences in a way that we can all relate and um, provide support for each other. There's lots of laughter, um, but there's some real conversations that hit the core of us as women. And it promotes wellness in an environment, again, where we are safe to be ourselves in celebration of the majesty in all of us. That sounds so rewarding on multiple levels. What a great idea. Abby, can you tell us a little about what you do for social wellness and how you find it supportive? Like Dazra, you get together with a group of like-minded people with some shared passions, right? Yeah, I began quilting in the spring of 2014, and what started out as a hobby quickly grew into a passion and a way to become friends with a group of women who also share a passion for the craft. We've nicknamed ourselves the Quilty Ladies, and every Wednesday we gather at a local fabric shop to sew, chat, and see what each other are working on. 
From that group, we became members of a local chapter of the Modern Quilt Guild. We call it the Capital District Modern Quilt Guild, which brings together quilters from across the region to learn and share. We frequently come together for weekend retreats, dinners, and sewing days. And it's just really awesome to be around a group of women who not only share a passion for the craft, but are also have also just really become great friends of mine. And we've really been able to build a nice community. Abby, I've seen some of your quilts, and I can vouch they are impressive. These are all such fascinating and exciting activities that you guys participate in. As a new parent, personally, it's a challenge to get out of the house for long, which is one of the reasons I enjoy being part of a book club. It's wonderful to have a standing date with friends, acquaintances, and the outside world in general. It's so great that you're all involved in these social groups and events, improving your support systems and expanding well-being across other dimensions of wellness, but some people may feel they have difficulty in social settings, whether it's a concern of social anxiety or identifying as an introvert. Based on your experiences, what do you recommend for people to encourage them to get involved with activities to enhance social wellness? This is a really interesting uh, question and consider myself an introvert, though I really think I'm the only one who sees myself that way sometimes. <laughs> Numerous people in the band have told me they think I'm a social butterfly and think I'm joking with them when, I'm, when I tell them I'm really an introvert and would rather just kind of hide in the corner away from everyone. Uh, I've taken on leadership roles in the band that kind of forced me to be somewhat outgoing and um, you know, forced me to engage people and um, just socialize a little bit more. I'm really uh, kind of in Mike's position here also. I do enjoy socializing, but I definitely do not derive all of my energy from large groups. Um, so if someone has experienced social anxiety, especially meeting new people, I'd recommend getting involved in an activity that has a large component of distraction, um, whether that's a sport, um, whether you're athletic or not, but um, some activity that's centered on doing something instead of just conversation. Um, that really helps the getting to know you process happen more naturally and gives you something in common to talk about initially. Group activities also provide an opportunity to kind of try on many different people and see who you mesh with best. Thank you both for sharing those personal experiences, Mike and Ashley. I really agree. Having any common experience to talk about, whether it's a game or an event or a book, makes it so much easier to overcome natural anxiety and make connections. What can you share from your experience, Michelle? So I identify with Mike and Ashley as well, and I tend to feel that I'm also an introvert, um, but the same thing. People often say I um, don't seem that introverted. But what I have found is that people do tend to be pretty welcoming, and while it can be hard to connect at first, just over time, small connections like inquiring about someone's pet or their family really helps me to make it become more com comfortable and, and build those relationships so they're not as forced or uncomfortable. I think Michelle's right about the importance of being comfortable and welcome in a welcoming environment. For anyone who may need some encouragement getting involved with activities that can improve social wellness, my first recommendation is to do what makes you feel safe and welcomes in an environment of people that support you just the way that you are. If you are in a new area or simply don't have that support yet, Get involved as a volunteer. Volunteer in activities that can place you in an environment where there are common connections um, that can bloom into friendship and support systems maybe later. And secondly, I have learned the importance of who you invest your time with. Um, being very, very picky about how you spend your time um, really helps with anxiety. Um, 
you know, walking into a room where you're not sure if they share the same interests can really be a little daunting. So, you know, really be selective about the types of people or the types of environments you want to invest your time with. Um, some anxiety comes with assumptions that the people that you're around may not accept you. So I encourage people to focus on those relationships that matter in the long run and pour into you and your wellness. I call it loving the people that love you back. That's a great way to think about that, Dazra. Abby, is there anything you'd like to add? What do you think about this based on your quilting experience? Just go for it. Find something you're interested in or passionate about and begin exploring. When I first began sewing, I went to open sew a couple times and was very intimidated by the skill level of the other women. But I kept going back and soon we all became friends and they were really eager to share their skills and experience. That makes so much sense to me, Abby. When we see someone else's skills and gifts, it's so easy to think of them as our own deficits. But if you can appreciate and learn from those people, not only do you develop a relationship through sharing, but you take on some of what you admire about them. The eight dimensions of wellness were created by Dr. Margaret or Peggy Swarbrick. We have some podcasts that feature Dr. Swarbrick on our PRA well-being playlist and encourage you to check them all out. These eight dimensions of wellness are all connected. Something you do for your social wellness may improve your intellectual, for example, or something for physical may enhance environmental, and so on. Of course, improvements in one dimension can also have a positive impact across several others. With that in mind, have you noticed that improving your social wellness impacts any other dimensions of wellness in your life? Absolutely. It's so easy to get kind of caught up in those daily routines that these kinds of social activities can take a back seat. So really taking the time to acknowledge what makes you happy and safe and secure, and it will give you kind of the energy, um, particularly for women, you know, especially women that have kind of multiple job duties outside of work. And to be able to invest in ourselves enough to say, you know, I'm gonna put this aside, I'm gonna focus on what's giving me joy um, in the presence of the people that give me that same joy and have it independently of your family, of your job, of your responsibilities of adulting and just do something that really, you know, plugs you back into um, kind of yourself and the wellness of keeping yourself kind of happy and motivated. That's so right. It's easy to get focused on the demands in our life. So social activities really allow us to pause and take in other experiences. Yeah, absolutely. I look forward to Wednesday nights and open sew with my quilty ladies. The friends and the community I've been able to develop have also helped play a great role um, in just kind of building this community that we have. And the other thing is sewing and quilting is really challenging and it's something so different from what I do in my day to day, in my day job, that it's just such a relief to be able to come home, to go up to my sew room after a tough day and um, just be able to really focus on making something beautiful. I definitely agree with Dazra, Michelle, and Ashley and notice other improvements, particularly in intellectual, physical, and financial wellness. Um, for intellectual wellness, uh, literally every tune that we play has to be memorized and you just have to know that. And in addition to knowing that, you also have to remember to do everything that's required to play the bagpipes and 
additionally, you also have to remember to kind of march in step. So there's a lot of different things going on with the bagpipes that just take a lot of focus. And beyond that, there's the physical wellness aspect of just marching in parades and uh, the stamina required to play the bagpipes continuously. And then financial wellness. There's side gigs that uh, certain members do, and um, you know that certainly helps out with that aspect of things. Not a bad perk. What do you think, Ashley? Your social activity is the most explicitly related to at least one other dimension of wellness. I think that there are multiple other dimensions of wellness related to playing volleyball for me. Um, It's not the most strenuous form of exercise, but it is an easy way to help maintain some physical wellness by doing something that I love. Um, So I don't experience the struggle with it that you might face in going to the gym every day. It also provides a really nice outlet for stress, um, whether that's job-related or otherwise. Um, I think back to a time this year when I really didn't realize how much I missed playing um, until I missed several weeks due to a heavier work travel schedule. Um, and, I, and I came back and I was almost deliriously happy to, to be playing and be around people. And I really noticed how impactful that stress release was. Oh, I totally know that feeling. I used to take dance classes with a friend, which was a great way to get to know each other better and stay in touch. And even though I would sometimes dread going because the moves were really challenging, for me at least, and I was pretty much always the least trained dancer in the class, I felt great after every class without fail, and I really missed it when I couldn't go. There's nothing quite like working hard and having a friend by your side when you're crushing it, or to laugh with when it crushes you. Just like it's been great having all of you here for this discussion. Thank you all so much for talking with me today about this important topic. All of your stories make it clear how there are so many benefits to developing social wellness and lots of ways to go about it. It can take some work to get yourself out there, but when you do, you're sure to get so much back. Thank you for being here with us today.